good Monday morning there, buddy. I'm awake anyway. Mo's not awake. <laughs> Wake up, Mo. <laughs> no. People are, <laughs> you can't say no. People are counting on you. You're supposed to get them awake with your excited behavior. Hey, guys. It's Monday. <laughs> Go back to sleep. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, the worst and best things about VBS, plus the latest news, random facts, plus, plus the latest news, random facts, and our weekly recap. Oh, but first, it is Monday, the 17th of June. Right, yeah. now we got a few things to celebrate today, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> yes. I am. You are accurate. So, accurate first session. of all, I'm exhausted, and second of all, I barely have a voice. So, <laughs> this is going to be super fun. Let me just tell you. A week-long scratchy mo fest. That's exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> um, I can't believe it's the 17th of June already. I don't know where the year has gone. Right. Yeah. But today is National Apple Strudel Day. Ooh, what? What is apple strudel? Compared to apple pie. Flat. Is that all the difference? I think. Because my, my, my like mom-in-law makes a flat apple pie. She does make it. But I'm thinking <laughs> like more puff pastry instead of pie crust. Is that what it is? It's okay. Like an apple dessert. Same kind of filling as apple pie. But just baked into a puff pastry. That does make sense. That sounds right. So here's one for you. I love apple pie. Yeah. It may very well be one of my favorite pies. My favorite pie. I don't like apple strudel. Really? I would rather have like any other kind of fruit in a strudel. Blueberry, cherry, strawberry. Now, is that kind of what like Arby's desserts are? The like cherry turnover puff the, pastry things? No, those are turnovers. But it's still a puff pastry with the fruit in it. Is it not the same similar? No, one's a strudel, one's a turnover. Oh, I keep being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's national anyway, I eat. like them. I like them a lot. You like them? I like them cherry turnovers. Mm. He likes them. Uh, it's also National Eat Your Vegetables Day, Matthew. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm the, I have the hardest time getting my second kid to eat any vegetables. Even the ones that he likes one week. The next week he'll be like, nah, I don't want those. That's your kid. Yeah, it's very annoying. Yep. <clears throat> um, and lastly, it's ride to work day. So it's like a, a motorcycle holiday. Yeah. it's. Uh, I saw buttons and stuff for it. It's like... Work to ride, ride to work. So it's people that just like live their motorcycle life. Which, you know, are mostly middle-aged men experiencing midlife crises. Like my father-in-law did. <laughs> and then he gave his motorcycle to a young person. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he gave it to Matt Gosman. Oh. My brother-in-law. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh yeah, there was there was a point in our church where like all the men of a certain age had motorcycles out of nowhere. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. And they would do the rides. Yeah, they refused to acknowledge we are having midlife crises. Crises. How do you 
How do you midlife crisis? But hold on, but that's multiple midlife crises. I don't know. So that's like crises is. It's too early for all this. (laughs) And I'm too tired. (laughs) I just feel like like this is a discriminatory holiday. Because it's ride to work day, but only if you have a motorcycle, not a bicycle. If you got a if you got a bicycle, you better keep that thing at home. <laughs> they feel, only want you riding to work if you're a motorcyclist. I, I feel like nobody's enforcing this. No, I'm sure they're not. <laughs> but it's still discriminatory. De- Just saying. Dis- Don't argue dis- with me. It's dis- too but- early. <laughs> Don't say weird things and I won't have to argue. No. Discriminatory uh, is a word. Discriminatory. Discriminatory. <laughs> Mind your business over there. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show when we're awake and Back Row Radio, <laughs> please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash back row radio. We needs, we needs the monies. We needs the monies. We are, we are... A little over three-fourths away from our goal by the end of the year, and we haven't really moved all that far since the beginning of the year, which is six months ago. Uh, We've gained a lot of listeners. we got a lot of people tuning in, but not a lot of people donating, even just a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Five dollars. Five dollars a month. Go a long way to help us out. Uh, More if you want. I'm not going to turn away more, is what I'm saying. But if you want to know all about what our expenses are, where your donated money would go, and how, that would extremely, extremely help us. Uh, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, forward slash back row radio, or backrowradio.com. There's a link at the bottom of the front page. All right, let's move on. It is uh, Monday morning, and on Monday morning, we like to do a, a few Christianese translations to help some of you who are new in the faith understand just what's meant by certain phrases that you're going to hear a lot. So uh, what do we got first, Mo? Let me pray about it. <laughs> the meaning is I have no intention of getting involved with you or this ministry, but I can't just come right out and say no because then it would appear like I haven't given it serious thought and sought spiritual guidance. So I'm going to pretend like I am going to do those things while I secretly hope you'll forget you asked me or that someone else will volunteer before you can follow up with me. That's the truth. <laughs> uh, I don't think God's called me to that area. Meaning of that is, pfft, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> These have been your Christianese translations for the week. Oh, at least two NBA teams have done away with the term owner, reportedly because it could be considered racially insensitive, according to TMZ Sports. Steve Ballmer is no longer called the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. Instead, Ballmer is listed as the team's chairman on its website. Similarly, the Philadelphia 76ers, it's hard to get those words out, Philadelphia 76ers also dropped Joshua Harris's title as owner and changed it to managing partner. Other basketball teams have reportedly held high-level talks about getting rid of the term that some say feels racially insensitive in a league where the majority of the players are black. What are your initial thoughts on this? 
it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early to have opinions. It is too early to have opinions. You never ask me for my opinions, and now all of a sudden on today you want to ask me my opinions? I never ask you your opinions. This is a talk show. <laughs> Not about the news. You never ask me my opinions about the news. You just present the news and we move on. I wasn't even listening to you. <laughs> news time is zone out time for Mo. <laughs> That's when I focus on my coffee and my coffee alone. It's the truth. <laughs> Well, here's how I see it. I, I understand where they're coming from with, you know, you don't want to be a group of people who has an owner. But at the same time, that's not what this is. It's a business, essentially. The basketball players are employees of this team, of this franchise. So there is an owner of this business. It's, it's I mean... Can you apply that to any other business? Can, can you apply that to a Chick-fil-A? A Chick-fil-A that has, you know, a racially diverse staff, are they going to be offended that that business has an owner, that they have a boss who is the owner of the company? Uh, I don't understand. Plus, it's such a far stretch to say that the basketball players are being, like, compared to slaves when they make more money than almost anybody on this planet at any given time. It's just a strange situation. It seems very overly sensitive to me. Listen, we've discussed it before. And really, my only thing that I have to say about this is people are far too easily offended these days. People be weenies these they days. They do be weenies. <laughs> They really do be weenies. <laughs> People have brought up the idea that we should make merch like t-shirts with some of our slogans. And that should be the first one. Yeah. People be weenies. Should, I, I'm, yep. I just can't deal with, never mind. I was about to say I can't deal with highly sensitive people, but then I realized that I myself <laughs> am a highly sensitive person. I is one. Oh, gracious. Well, we're I'm gonna... still standing by my statement. I can't deal with highly sensitive people. <laughs> we're going to splash some hot coffee in Moe's face when we come back. What's the worst thing about VBS? Well, it's coming up later. But when we come back, <laughs> would you go back to using a flip phone for a thousand bucks? Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. Again, I don't think I said the name of the show at the beginning of the... Yeah, you have a really week. bad habit of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo here on Back Row Radio. And to kick off our second hour, we got five random facts. Five random... Listen, I'm so tired. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even do my own thing, y'all. <laughs> uh, people who were not born blind but later lost their eyesight are still able to see in their dreams. However, people who were born blind... 
cannot. That's always been a question I've had. Really? Yeah. If you can see in your dreams? If you were, Yeah, if you were born blind, do you see things in your dreams? And if you do, do you know what they are? Or would it just be weird colors and shapes? And, I don't even know if there'd be shapes. I mean, but you can feel things. Like, I should be able to feel this lid and tell that it's a circular shape. I don't know that it's black. I don't know that... I don't know. Yeah, but... I mean, not knowing what it ever looked like. Yeah. Even with feeling it, like this bottle, even feeling this bottle, I still have really no idea what I'm looking at. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Uh, if you live in Alaska for 180 days of the year and aren't a convicted felon, the state will pay you up to $2,000 annual annually just for staying there. They made reference to that in the Simpsons movie. Did they really? Because they moved, they got kicked out of Springfield, and so they moved to Alaska, and they like got up to the border, and there was like a, like a, toll post looking thing, and they gave him here's two thousand dollars or something like that. Huh. Homer took it, and said, "Well, it's about time," and drove off. That's funny. <laughs> uh, during World War II, German prisoners of war in Canada were treated so well. Did I say that right? German prisoners of war in Canada yeah. were treated so well, many of them didn't want to leave the country after being released. Thousands of them stayed or came back to Canada, with one stating their prison was the best thing that happened to me. Wow. Canada is a nice place. Apparently so. <laughs> Volvo gave away the 1962 patent for their revolutionary three-point seatbelt for free in order to save lives. Yeah, I knew that one. Yeah, they didn't... Didn't really make any money off of the seatbelt design, but it's the one that pretty much every car uses. Hmm. Okay, then. And Sunduko is the act of acquiring books and not reading them. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I have at least half the books that I own I haven't read, or at least haven't read all the way through. I'm yeah. glad about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of that stems from just being a compulsive buyer, like going through, I go through periods of compulsive buying. It's something my mom deals with every, all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hard to rein that in for her. But uh, when I was experiencing active depression, that was one of my ways to combat it was I'll just go spend money. Yeah. And I did that for books many times. Just walk into Barnes and Noble, find whatever I got. Or back when they had Christian bookstores. <laughs> Christian bookstore. I miss bookstores. Right? They're all going away. Lifeways closing all their stores now, so I don't even have that one in Lubbock. Yep. Got Mardell. Mardell's still there. They got a pretty good book section. But even that I think has shrunk since the last time I was there. Yeah. Barnes and Noble's really the only place, like the only bookstore. Yeah, I remember we had Borders in Albuquerque when we lived there that I used to go to all the time, and then it closed down. All I don't feel like down. I see a Books a Million anymore. Oh, I haven't seen yeah, I haven't seen one of those in forever. I don't know. It's Barnes sad. And, Barnes and Noble, it's the only place. It is sad. All right, thanks a lot, Amazon. Right. <laughs> Well, uh, it has been uh, a week, a weekend, a while, and so 
I know uh, a lot of your week has been focused on VBS, but I'm going to ask you not to talk about that. <laughs> then I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I truly have been sitting here not listening to what you were talking about with books, trying to figure out what I was going to talk about for my personal update, because you specifically wrote on my script, not VBS focused. I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, you had a run-in at a baseball game. No, that's my rant. Oh, okay. You're saving that for Wednesday. See? Damn. I don't know what you what want me to say. What are you going to talk about, Mo? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I got nothing to talk about. My life is boring. That's not true. You have two very important topics. I do. You can't talk about But you're not allowing me to discuss them. (laughs) I really can't think of anything. Except for the fact that I'm like super bloated right now because I did nothing but eat in between BBS all week. (laughs) And I feel Uh, sick. How about that? Okay. I think that you made me sick last week. I don't know what happened to you. But all of a sudden, Mac has an update on Facebook that he's sick and he's not able to take care of the business on the on the show. I did get the show up. And all of a sudden, I'm freaking out because I'm like, it's about to be VBS and I can't get sick. And I've been fighting it all week with not feeling 100%. And I can't fight it anymore today, Matt. No, I'm, I'm fairly certain that my sickness was food poisoning. Because it it came out of nowhere, it went away really quick, and nobody else caught anything. I don't think it's food poisoning. (laughs) But it was bad. It was like how fast it came. Because I worked all Saturday, I was fine. All Sunday morning, I was fine. Church lets out, people are talking, and at about noon, I started feeling like what I thought was a gas bubble Mm -hmm. in my stomach. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's just like very uncomfortable. So I'm just like kind of writhing, sitting there talking to people, and I eventually have to sit down. And <clears throat> I'm like, this is just weird. And then eventually I hit that point. And you know that point where you feel just something. It's like it's like you're the bottom of your esophagus where it meets your stomach, just kind of clicks into a different position, and you know. You're going to throw up at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, this is coming. This is happening. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still at the church. I had stuff to do. I'm like, well, nope, I guess I'm going home. And I went home and I didn't talk to anybody in my family. I just went straight to the bed and I laid down and tried to convince my body, you don't need to throw up. You don't need to throw up. We're going to go to sleep. And so I slept for about two hours and then I got up and I had to throw up. It was awful. Uh... But the only the only good news was is that I the last time I had eaten was dinner the previous night and it was kind of an early dinner which is what I think gave me food poisoning because it can take up to uh, I think it's at sixteen hours really when you have yeah when you have something like that um, and so I didn't really have anything to throw up so that made it easier okay you didn't have to deal with all that flavors and stuff yeah you didn't have to deal with any of that so that was the only upside but i only threw up like twice i had two two instances of throwing up and then i was fine i just slept a lot but yeah i wound up waking up at i want to say 5 a.m no 
No, it would have started at 5 a.m. I think it was like 3, 3.30 or something around there. And built the morning show and everything then while I writhed on my bed. Nope. <laughs> All week. <laughs> All week. You've just been thinking, it's coming. Here it is. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And here it is. I feel it coming. Mm-hmm. No, you're fine. Psychosomatic. Okay. <laughs> okay, Dr. Matt. <laughs> That's probably one of the biggest things that bothers me. Like, when I say that I'm not feeling well and somebody's like, you're all right. And I'm like, thanks. I appreciate you telling me how I feel. Thanks for invalidating my own feelings. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, we'll move on then. <laughs> we can save your VBS and your other rant for I, later. Well, you know. Yeah, it's my fault. I admit it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. A uh, company is offering $1,000 to the right candidate brave enough to use a flip phone only for one week. Frontier Bundles, a Utah-based company that sells internet, phone, and cable packages, says the goal of the flip phone challenge is to send someone back to the 90s, quote-unquote, to find out just how much and in what ways people rely on their smartphones in 2019. The company wants to know if a cheat-free week with an old-fashioned clamshell could affect sleep patterns, productivity, punctuality, and more. I'll do it. Were people really using flip phones in the 90s, though? Like, I got my first phone, I think, in 2002, and it was a flip phone. And I think it was an early flip phone, because it still had, like, a pull-out antenna and stuff. I mean... I mean, I had a flip phone I feel as like late in the, 2010. Maybe 99. Yeah, late 90s. Uh-huh. That's possible. Because I know I, I still had, like, the Motorola Razor flip phone in 2010. So they were still a thing. Now there were, I guess there were phones without screens. They just had like the little red and black number displays that were also flip phones. I don't remember Do you remember, remember those? those. Nope. They were all short-lived back then. Like every era of phone. The only phone I remember that, that came out and lasted for a really long time was that Nokia brick, mm-hmm. that blue and gray mm-hmm. that everybody had and everybody loved. Yep. Never Play broke. Snake on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that weird square pixelated snake. Yep. Yep. Hey, that was, that was a fun game. That was fun. Uh, but the first iPhone didn't even come out until 2007. So, I mean, flip phones were still around. I did research some of the phones, like the things that came out. Nokia came out with a butt ton of phones. A butt ton? And they were all different. All weird looking. Did you just bang your leg again? Yes, I did. Didn't you do that last week? Uh Uh-huh, I did. (laughs) Yeah, they were all weird looking, all shaped funny, buttons all artistically uh, swooped and some all around. One was a game. I do remember that. A bunch of weird things. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I had that. Oh, yeah, the next generation was the sliding phone. Yeah. Where it popped out with the keyboard. Yep. I enjoyed that. That was that was a fun two years. A fun little. Yeah. That's what I had while we were in Italy, because to have a iPhone in Italy was like stupid expensive. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. Stupid when they were expensive. First out. Yeah. So. That one. That one was the most satisfying to me. 
like the closing and the, even the opening. Just you the know, noise and the feeling. Yes, and I can remember just kind of mindlessly flipping it open, sliding it open and closing it, sliding yeah. it open and closing it. Because I was afraid to close my flip phones too hard. Like if I flip, well, because they always said hard, that it could break. shatter the yeah. screen. Yeah. I so you didn't get that, didn't get that joy. That satisfaction. All right. Well, it's been a walk down <laughs> mobile phone memory lane. <laughs> when we come back, the best and worst stuff about BBS. Stick around. Back to the back row morning show with Matt and Mo here on this beautiful Monday morning, uh, and it is VBS uh, time. Uh, vacation Bible school season is officially upon us, and uh, in fact, Mo just finished heading up an entire week's worth of VBS vacation Bible school at her church. Whoop, How whoop. did that go? Now you can let loose. It went really well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, we had an average of 225 kids. Good, wow. Yep. Yep, and about 75 volunteers every day. I was so. blown away by the decorations. So y'all yeah. Y'all shipwrecked? Is that what it was mm-hmm. called? Yeah, it, it was nice. Yeah. Very nice looking. We had a good time <laughs> putting that together. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh... As rewarding as VBS feels after it's completed, leading up to it always causes a few headaches and stressful moments. So what was tough about this year, or maybe other stories from years past mm-hmm. for you? Because you've, you've been a director of VBS for now. This is your fourth year, right? Fifth. Fifth year? Wow. Yep. Yep. Shout out to Kevin for throwing me in that position five <laughs> years ago. Um so this year, I think the most stressful thing was volunteers. And I think that we talked about it last week a little bit, but um, coming from a larger sized church, it wasn't until literally last Sunday, the Sunday before we started BBS, that we had a volunteer in every place that we needed mm. a volunteer. And so, and I would talk to people or I'd, you know, kind of engage them in conversation and it was always the same response. Oh, no, I'm sure you have plenty of volunteers. <laughs> but when everybody has that mindset, yeah, we don't have plenty of volunteers. Yeah, we did talk about that last week, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that was my most stressful, just kind of, and not, so because we're still... It hasn't been a full year that we've been members at at our church. And so I don't know everybody, you know. Right. Can't lean on people because you don't really know them. Exactly. (laughs) I can't just go up to people and be like, listen, I know that you helped last year. You need to help me again this year. (laughs) Next year, however, (laughs) I will be doing that. So. Yeah, that was definitely the biggest struggle this year. Yeah, one one of my favorite memes that I've seen this year was, it's summertime and... That brings about these pests. Yep. There was a mosquito, a hornet, and then a lady holding up a sign that said, be a VBS volunteer. That's right. You know it. <laughs> oh, yep. yep. 
Uh, Do you have any issues with budget this year? Because I know that's been a concern in the past, but you're at a big church now. Big old church. <laughs> Lots of people. Lots of, lot of the green. Thankfully, we did not have any budget <laughs> issues this year. Um, we actually were so far under budget that we were able to give our remaining what was left over in our budget to our missions offering for the week. That's cool. Yeah, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I know that's been an issue in the past here uh, at uh, my home church Mm -hmm. with the budget. Um, It really, we used to have a big budget for VBS, like a huge budget, like twice the one that we have now. Yeah. Uh, And then for a couple years, we did VBS in the park. Mm -hmm. And that takes your budget way down because you don't need decorations your crafts have to be stuff you can do out in the the wind and stuff so that goes down of what you can bring and and uh it's really it's mainly just a food budget and t-shirts maybe and then when we move back to doing traditional vbs they never raise that budget and for some reason it's just been extremely difficult to convince them hey yeah we need to raise that budget back Mm -hmm. up so every year we seem to go over budget, and every year it seems to be a big problem. Uh, it always oh well. comes from somewhere. <laughs> It'll be all right. Yeah. But uh, finding volunteers, yeah, you said that's one of the bigger issues. Yeah, getting supplies. Did y'all did y'all get supplies from people in the church? Like, did you ask for craft oh, donations yes. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was actually kind of funny. So we did. Instead of the traditional crafts this year, which I loved this, um, we did what was called Imagination Station. And so our craft people, every day, they did a small craft, but they also did the bigger main focus was like a science experiment where the kids are learning the Christian side of science, if you will. Um, So Cry-sci. (laughs) Cry-sci. Sure. Um, which was really cool because so one of the days was when you're powerless, Jesus rescues. That was the the theme for the day. Okay. Okay. And so they talked about power. They talked about potential energy and kinetic energy. And it was just so cool to watch how these kids were able to connect science with their their Bible truth for the day. Yeah. It was really, really neat. Um, especially in a world where, you know, those two things can be kind of divisive. Sure. It was just neat to see them connected. So, but because of that, we had quite a few things that like toilet paper rolls and popsicle sticks and water bottle, empty water bottles that we needed. And those were things that we requested from the church. And we had this huge box that just sat out in the foyer and every week. We just had bags upon bags of trash in this big box because, <laughs> I mean, really, that's used water bottles, garbage. popsicle yeah. sticks, and toilet paper rolls. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's trash. Of, that's one of my favorite observations. Yep. When I was a kid, I remember just sitting there playing with like an egg carton, building some sort of caterpillar and going, wait a minute. This is someone's we're, trash. We're playing with garbage. Yep. That is exactly what it was. <laughs> Truly. Oh, man. Uh, so, in any of these years, have you focused on learning the songs and the motions? Every year. Yeah, sure. No, I really, really? have. <laughs> like you've taken them home and you sat there and worked on them and 
been ready to go. Okay, so my first year I did that. Yeah. But every other year, it's just been I learn it with the kids when the kids oh, okay. learn it. Because <laughs> I know, you know, Deidre's almost always yeah. involved with the music, mm-hmm. um, my wife. And she, <laughs> every every year, now this year she's been a lot better. Last year she did terrible. Last year she didn't even get to it to the last week before it started. Um, yeah, the whole time but... that we were decorating last year, it was playing, <laughs> playing in her room. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this year... She did a lot better, but it for me it's annoying because it's like every time she has a free moment, yeah, I'm gonna turn these on on the TV and <laughs> do these terrible dances. Oh, they're, they're not terrible. <laughs> oh, corny. When the kids do them, they're cute, but just watching one grown adult do them, it's just <laughs> pretty cheesy. <laughs> Oh, uh, and then you also have to deal with uh, joy squashers, grumps. This could be from people who are complaining about the budget or people who complain about all the mess, all the decorations everywhere, getting in everybody's way. Um, people who complain that we have VBS at all with all these kids running around unsupervised practically. <clears throat> that happened this year with you? I'm... I'm trying to think. We really didn't have a whole lot of joy squashers. So I did a thing where I shared, I asked all of my main leaders to do a video, just a short yeah, one minute video. I really like that. Introducing themselves in hopes that one, it would build up like anticipation for the week. Two, it would give the parents kind of an idea of, okay, this is who my kids are going to be with, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And three, it would bring in more registration. So I asked our snack leader if she would do it. And she was pretty adamant about not. She was my only one who was like, "Mm, no, I'm not going to do that. So that really was my only joy squasher. And that wasn't (laughs) even like... She just squashed my joy. Yeah, it wasn't like, that bad. She just didn't want to... I don't want to be on camera. Yeah. I don't want to be on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so, it wasn't... <clears throat> that wasn't too bad. Yeah, that's not bad. In years past, though, I've had to kick people out of the church for being ugly about decorations. Why mm. do you even decorate all this much? Why do you do all this? Why, why don't you just go home? <laughs> I've had to say that. A couple years to the same person. Just leave. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want your help. (laughs) Oh, it's harsh. Well, but But still. But necessary. Not saying unnecessary. Yeah. It just, it stinks that it has to happen. Yeah. But it does. Yeah. All right. So what are the best parts of EBS, Mo? Oh, my gosh. There are so (laughs) many good parts of EBS. If... If I didn't feel like there were so many good parts of VBS, I wouldn't do it. That far outweigh the bad parts, right? Yes. <laughs> so many good things. Um, this year in particular, so because it's a bigger church, I did very little this year. In years past, I've done pretty much everything. Yeah. You know, had to. I was kind of the head of every area right. if you will you had your hand in every yes every situation yes there. definitely did not do it by myself could not have done any of my past bbs's without the volunteers but i knew everything that was going on i ordered the t-shirts i ordered the curriculum i you know 
I knew what every person's room was going to be decorated like because we yeah. had meetings upon meetings discussing it. And I didn't have that this year. And it felt kind of weird. But at the same time, it was nice. <laughs> yeah, see, that would drive me nuts. It was. Because I feel like I need to have my hand in It was so like weird. Yeah. It was so weird, and people would ask me questions, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. When are our t-shirts going to be in? I don't know. I didn't order them. <laughs> and then they look at me nine. like, well, they look at me like, you didn't order t-shirts? No, they're ordered. I just didn't order them. That just didn't fall under my purview. Right. Somebody else yeah. took that ball and mm-hmm. ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, seeing the kids, the kids are so, I don't know, they make VBS worth it. Yeah. At the same time, they make me want to pull my hair out a lot of times, <laughs> but they make VBS worth it. And so just, you know, all the kids call me Mo at VBS, which is something that our, our new church had to get on board with this year because everybody calls me Megan there as opposed to Mo. Oh, that's weird. It is weird. It took me a long time, though. It is weird. Everybody, all of our friends, everybody else called you Mo, and I hang, I hung on to Megan for yeah. a long time. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's a strange name. I'm not going to call you that. You're going to wake up one day and realize you don't like being called that, and then I won't be able to stop. <laughs> I don't mind it, honestly. But this year, so I do a callback to the kids in order to get their attention, let them know, because, you know, they're talking and they're having fun, but... In order to get their attention, let them know, hey, it's my turn to speak. You guys need to be quiet. So I say, hey, guys. And they yell back, yo, Mo. And that's the best way just for them to be able to know. Yeah. Okay. She needs our attention. You're like a personality at that point. Yeah. Like a character. Mm-hmm. So um, the whole week, hearing the kids, yo, Mo, walking down the hallway every time they'd see me or every time they'd see I have two doppelgangers at our new church. <laughs> or every so, time they saw them too. Yeah. And so they'd be like, I'm not Mo, but hi, you know. Um, at one point, Samantha, which she's been on the podcast a couple times, so any of our old time listeners will know who we're talking about, but... She grabbed the microphone and said, hey, guys. And they all responded, yo, Mo. And she sounded like me. And she does kind of look like Samantha and I favor. And so she's like, I'm not Mo. Gotcha. And the kids are like, their eyes are huge. And they're looking back and forth at us like, wait a minute. What's happening here? Um, So that was a lot of fun. Cloning's real. Yeah. What is going on? Well, we got some cool statistics here from last year um, from okay. Lifeway VBS. Uh, usually, whenever uh, years over, at least in the Southern Baptist Convention, you, you kind of submit a bit of a report about the statistics that happened right. in your yes. specific church. True. And so we've got the collections of stats from last year. And uh, last year, there were 2.5 million kids attending VBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were. 1,383 responses to God's call into a ministry or missions. There were 70,135 salvation decisions. 70K Mm -hmm. salvation decisions, which is really cool. And then there was 6,526,962 dollars raised for missions through VBS offerings. Isn't that neat? That's just... 
fantastic. And of course, that only accounts essentially for Baptist VBSs. Yeah. That doesn't even account for, you know, all the other denominations who all also usually run their own summer initiatives. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, really neat. Yeah. Really, really neat. Our pastor read that last Sunday. He did a whole VBS sermon and and read that. And I honestly think that's what brought in the most of our volunteers there at the end because it it really got people on fire actually seeing those statistics and as he's reading them people are like you can hear the shock and awe in the the congregation like okay this is worth it this well for most churches it is the most evangelistic outreach that they have all year long uh, it reaches so many people, plants so many seeds, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not just the kids that come away changed. You know, their parents, the even the volunteers mm-hmm. of the church will come away more, more enthused. Yeah, you know about getting involved. Yeah, so the curriculum that we did this year, Matt, you would have really liked it. I, to me, it was almost like Celebrate Recovery curriculum, yeah. VBS style. Yeah, it was really cool. The whole theme was. Jesus is our rescuer. Mm. So every day, I think the first day was when you're lonely, Jesus rescues. When you struggle, Jesus rescues. When you do wrong, Jesus rescues. Every day was a different when you something. When you rough situation, Uh Jesus rescues. Jesus is your rescuer. That's cool. It was so awesome. So (laughs) awesome. Just to be able to hear the kids and every day at the end of the day during our closing ceremony we would say the first part of the theme and then they'd yell back you know jesus rescues and so just to hear that seed that had been planted in their hearts that's going to carry through for the rest of their lives you know i mean there are times when even as adults we feel lonely oh absolutely but to be reminded jesus is our rescuer I just thought, this is so good. This is a VBS that adults can get something out of. And, I, and you know, I I think that's why I loved it so much. It wasn't just a qu- kind of corny, want want. we're hearing the same children's stories over and over. Mm-hmm. No, it was relatable both to kids and, and adults. Dang so, it, my phone. Sorry. Jeez, Matt. It was cool. Okay. Well, then. Sorry, that was a clip from... Uh... The DC Talk Cruise, which is going on right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, Matt, guess what I got to do this year? Hmm. I got to pie somebody in the face. Ooh, you're usually the pie I'm usually the pie You were the pie this year? I was the pie That's good. And and she didn't even know it was coming. Oh, who was it? It was so fun. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> um, our children's director. So the way that it, yeah. the way that the missions works at the church, and like I said before, I wasn't about to go in and change up how everything had been for years and years. My first year there, um, if I had had it my way, I would have been pied. Yeah, because I enjoy getting pied. <laughs> um, but the way that it works, the boys and the girls have a challenge the whole week to raise money for for missions, and if the boys win, then Miss Kylie, our children's director, gets a pie. Mm. If the girls win, then the pastor would get a pie. And if they raised over $2,000, then he would dye his hair. But I'm doing dye in quotation marks because it's not really dyeing. It's just like that spray color stuff. (laughs) Um, Ronco spray on hair. Yeah. But anyway, so (laughs) the whole week, the the girls were up by a huge amount. 
yeah. of money. And so our children's director, who I work really closely with, obviously, as VBS director, she's like, oh, I'm going to be good. I don't have to worry about getting pied this year, blah, blah, blah. Last year, the pastor convinced me that we would both get pied, even though he lost. I'm not doing it this year. I've done it once, blah, blah, blah. So because she kept making such a stink about it, about how she didn't have to get pied, I obviously was like, you're totally getting pied. <laughs> so she didn't even lose? She, no, she, she still didn't. had to get pied? She won, and she won by a large margin. <laughs> and she was so happy and excited. And there was only one other person who knew the entire time, the entire week, along with me, that I was going to do this. <laughs> So she went and got, my my assistant director went and got the stuff for the pie uh-huh. and had it hiding. And she delivers the pie to Kylie to put in the pastor's face. So as Kylie is pieing the pastor, I come up behind Kylie and pie her. <laughs> it was brilliant that's messed up oh my gosh it was so good it was oh it was so good (laughs) i actually it was it was videoed i waited until right before our closing ceremonies because you know parents come in to see everything and whatnot so i waited like 10 minutes before and finally told our media team hey this is happening just so you know so that they would know to get video and shot of shots of it you know have y'all posted that online Yes. All right, I gotta go watch that at some point. It it was awesome. You can actually. Oh gosh! And I got a screenshot of the a portion of the video where, like, I'm shaking uncontrollably because I'm like, is this gonna work? Is it actually gonna happen? How you know is she gonna turn around and clock me? <laughs> um. So. Did she take it well? She did take it well. She was totally shocked. Her look is like absolute betrayal. You can see it on her face like, what just happened? Um, But then you can see, I've got it. I'll show you the screenshot in a minute. But my face is like, it happened. And hers is, oh my gosh, what is this? (laughs) So I screenshot it last night at the end of our, our VBS and texted it to her and said, in this moment... On a scale of 1 to 10, how much were you regretting me as your VBS director? She said probably a 20. (laughs) But it was awesome. It was so good. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Well, if you got a VBS coming up in your church, don't be a fuddy-duddy. Don't be a fuddy-duddy. That's exactly right. Definitely need your help. And be willing to get pied. (laughs) That That might be a deal breaker for a few people. No, all for the sake of the kids. Listen, just have a towel ready. Make sure you get it out of your nose because it begins to stink after a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if uh, if you're one of those few people who still just listen to the show as a part of the podcast, you don't actually listen to Back Row Radio in general, uh, we like to encourage you to check out Back Row Radio. You can get the app or you can go to backrowradio.com. Uh, but here are some of the music updates that we had this week. Uh, we had, because I was sick, we normally have a New Music Monday, uh, but my illness pushed that back a day. Uh, but on New Music Tuesday, we added a whole bunch of new stuff. We got uh, Red's new single, The Evening Hate. We had a whole album by Apollo LTD came out, uh, which many of those have been released as singles that we've already added, but there was uh, quite a few new ones that we put on the rotation as well. Really good uh like dance, electronic music, um, 
some of the, you know some of that's garbage you know there it's really you know dance dance electronic music is a fine line between really good and really bad uh they are really good uh we've got a couple uh independent artists that reached out to us or that we found through instagram which is one of the ways that we find our independent artists uh one's a, a young girl like i think she's maybe 14 or at least recently that age hmm. uh she's released several songs I, I don't know if she was i don't know if she's one of those people that like got involved with one of the singing competitions you know like american idol or something and then just went on to kind of do her own independent career thing as she grows but anyway she's released a song called yahweh a really really beautiful worship song so we've added that to our our worship rotation uh, her name's Mackenzie phillips uh and she was super excited about being asked to be in a radio station. Aww. Uh, then we got Aaron V. Graham. Uh, he's uh, also an independent artist. He's with Raven Faith Records, which isn't technically a label. It's it's more of a indie artist representation where they try and help promote them. Uh, so they're really good. We got a few of their bands uh, on our team. And then on our Thursday update, normally on Thursdays, uh, that's been like our throwback Thursday. We add music from you know previous eras uh, to the station, but because we started the split uh, and specifically the the two hour block of hard rock and heavy metal uh, called back row comma but louder, um, we've been trying to beef up our hard rock and heavy metal uh, genre on the station. So all this month in June, Thursdays are throw down Thursdays where we are just piling in as much of the loudest music we can find in the Christian genre. Uh, so there's a lot of music that we've added uh, for this show that's just exclusive to this show. Like, you know, we, we say that Becker Radio is Christian music in every flavor, and that is true. But when it comes to the hard rock and heavy metal stuff, we usually err towards the not-so-screamy, not-so-hard-to-understand stuff. You know, even if we have some of those specific bands that tend towards that, we usually go for their ballads or the, you know, because it's, that's the one thing that we found that doesn't always mesh all that well with the other genres (laughs) right away. You got to have, you got to have a a good amount of melody in a song (laughs) that's like that in order to keep it in there. And so we have several, and there are several that we do play throughout the day that, have some screamy, screamo elements into in it, but it's not the main focus. You know what I mean? It's not the, the bulk of the song. But we let loose in that two-hour Saturday block, Back Row But Louder. And, you know, there's there's some songs I, I can't understand a word they're saying, but they're rocking the heck out. And so, <laughs> so we're, adding, uh, we're adding both. We're adding music that is being put in our normal rotation and this show. And then we're adding a lot of music that is just going to be exclusive to this show. Uh, so we have this week, we've added stuff from Brian head Welch, which was the former member of corn that got saved, left the band, started his own thing. And now he's back with corn. Uh, but he's still a Christian. He's still involved with several ministries. He's with the I am second movement. Uh, really cool guy. 
Uh, we've added some more from Red, from previous albums of Red. Uh, August Burns Red, a lot of them we added. Nine Lashes, before they got kind of electro dance, back when they were rock. Uh, Mortification, that's one of those really heavy metal Christian bands. You know, the kind with the, the band logos that are all squiggly and uh, they look like they're, you know, rotten or something. You know, there's a whole genre of heavy metal where everybody's logo looks like they made it from the same font. Just mm-hmm. some creepy looking goop font. <laughs> uh, we got Decipher Down, uh, Of Eyes That See, which is a band uh, with a girl named Tiffany Cinco, uh, where I found that same album released both under her name and under that band's name. Uh, so I'm going with the band title for now. Uh, <laughs> then we got the letter black as well. We added their newest album, Pain. Uh, a lot of tracks from that added to the rotation too. So a lot of good stuff, a lot of good music. And if you're into that heavy metal, hard rock junk, then you know we got a show for you Saturday nights. Back row, butt ladder, 11 p.m. Eastern for two straight hours. Rock your socks off. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, plus, we also ran our giveaway this week. We collected a lot of entries celebrate our one year of radio and we will reveal the winner tomorrow stick around we'll be back soon to close out the show Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as we close out your show for today. we got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Psalm 68, 4 and 5. Sing to God, sing in praise of his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him. His name is the Lord. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. And our thought for the day comes from Tim Keller. Faith is not primarily a function of how you feel. Faith is living out, trusting, and believing what truth is despite how you feel or what you feel. <laughs> Reading hard. Hush. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, goodness. You've had all morning to wake up, Mo. Listen. Sheesh. Nope. <laughs> Still not quite there. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're so glad to have you with us here on this beautiful Monday. We are here every Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. And, of course, our podcast is usually available that night or maybe the next day. Uh, you can find it on BackerRadio.com or most places that you find podcasts. Mm, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio, And join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Backrow Baptist Church, by going to brbchurch.com. Don't miss tomorrow's show. It's our one-year anniversary on Backrow Radio, and we are excited to celebrate. Mo, what's the final word? Sleep. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.